Hey everybody, Mark Dawes here once again, and today I want to talk about supine restraint, you know, where someone is actually laid on their back and restrained in that position. Now, a lot of agencies and a lot of training providers are teaching this as an alternative to prone, and it seems to come by as a result of this, because in 2014, the Department of Health issued positive and proactive care, and in section 70 of that document, it said, there must be no planned or intentional restraint of a person in a prone face-down position on any surface, not just the floor. So that prompted people to actually start using alternatives or looking for alternatives, and supine became one of them. And the reason supine became one of them is because of NICE guidelines. Now, in the NICE guidelines, which were issued in 2015, the Violence and Aggression Short-Term Management in Mental Health and Community Settings, at the beginning of this document, it says... This guideline recommends that taking service users to the floor during manual restraint should be avoided, but that if it is necessary, the supine face-up position should be used in preference to the prone face-down position. And further on in the document, in section 1.4.24, it basically says the same thing, but just saying that if the prone face-down position is necessary, use it for as short a time as possible. Now, I wrote to NICE some time ago on a separate matter, it was to do with handcuffing, actually, and I got an email back from them, and this is what the email said. It said, NICE guidance does not authorise. All of our recommendations are advice. They are advisory rather than statutory and do not override decisions taken by health professionals based on the individual clinical circumstances. So that was some time ago, and like I said, that NICE guidance was 2015, so it's a few years old now. So we've been looking into this, and with the help of people like Eric Baskin and Dr. Tony Bleatman, we've come up and found out some the following things, really. Supine as alternatives to prone. Some consider supine positions safer than prone, but this is unsupported by the evidence. The risks are just different. Supine is a much less secure position in which to hold a subject and will often require greater strength stroke force than other positions to hold safely, Baskin 2012. Consider, for example, flailing arms, head, kicks, choking, vomit, and protect airways. Women also have approximately 50% of upper and 70% of lower body strength of men aged 18. That's Wilmore, 1979. They may struggle to hold safely in supine and resort to unsafe holding. Also consider the workforce in these situations, for example, aging members of staff, their fitness levels, etc., who may need to actually apply more strength to hold someone in a supine than prone. Individuals who have been sexually abused will often fight furiously to avoid supine position. And Winterbourne View, serious case review, called for a consideration of a ban on T-supine restraint position, uh, but the Department of Health decided to, to ban prone. So we have prone, which is potentially unsafe, but still now we have supine, which is also potentially unsafe. One thing you know I'd like to draw to your attention here is some time ago, uh, Mr. Lovegrove was restrained in a supine position and he was restrained in that position for less than 30 seconds and he died. And you can see that case on our on our blog post and I'll, and I'll leave a link to it here or probably just put a snapshot of it up here now for you. So considering all of this, I actually wrote to Dr. Tony Bleatman and I asked him to provide me with a medical opinion on the use of supine, which he's kindly done. Let me read it to you now. Dear Mark, you have asked for my thoughts on restraint positions. My approach is that both can be used safely, subject to a number of safeguards and considerations. In general, any and every use of force can result in injury. Restraint, if inappropriately or poorly executed or if applied to a particularly vulnerable individual, may result in a catastrophic outcome. 
This applies to both prone, seated and supine restraints. I believe that there is probably a greater potential for asphyxiation in the prone position as it is easier for restrainers to lean into or onto the subject. I believe that this is, in the, this is the principal reason that prone restraint has been prevalent in fatal outcomes. However, a safely applied prone restraint should be safe provided that the subject has no significant risk factors, is applied by appropriately trained staff, and is closely monitored by appropriately trained staff and the restraint is de-escalated at the earliest safe opportunity. Seated restraints, if poorly executed, may also result in catastrophic outcome. There are specific risks for the supine restraint position, vomiting, aspiration, and probably a greater propensity for injuring staff and escaping the restraint. Some authors have expressed the opinion that supine restraint may be physiologically very stressful for victims of abuse. In my view, there are problems with both the prone and supine restraint positions. The key to preventing asphyxiation during restraint lies in minimizing the use of restraint, identifying individual vulnerabilities, and above all, training staff to the required level. Further work is required in this field. I think there might be some potential in developing restraint positions in a modified recovery position. The judicious use of mechanical restraints and of course behavioural interventions have a role in reducing the risk of restraint. Happy to discuss further, Tony Bleepman. Now, he mentions in there the modified recovery position. That's something that we've actually adapted and adopted over the years. We've been using that position now for a number of years and it virtually eliminates the need to use prone and supine. Also, we use equipment. We use equipment that's fit for purpose. We use the safety pod, which has hugely reduced the need for floor restraints. And we also use the soft restraint belt, the safe holding kit, uh, soft cuffs, and even handcuffs, which once again eliminate or reduce greatly the need to actually hold someone in any of those positions on the floor, either prone or in supine. My concern in doing all this, the reason I started looking into this is I've been working in this industry a long time and I've seen a lot of people hurt by trying to hold people in the supine positions. You know, remember someone on their back can use their legs more effectively than they can on their front. And I've personally personally been involved in cases where people have had their jaws broken, their nose broken, their eye sockets damaged, their ribs, rib cage smashed by trying to control someone's legs who is kicking out furiously in a supine position. So there's some stuff we've done for you. Like I said, there are alternatives. You know, there, if you use equipment and the modified recovery position, uh, which we use, there are alternatives to, to needing to use positions such as prone and supine. And if you want to find out more, there's probably a link uh, below to our website somewhere or a blog post or to our restraint instructor course. And you could find out more about that. But hey, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them below. And thanks ever so much for watching. And if you like what you see, you know, like it. Uh, if you want to share it, please feel free to share it far and wide. Speak to you all soon. Thanks a lot.